Welcome back, everyone, to Stay in Your Lane. I'm your host, John Maley, Triple T Transport. Today, we're going to talk about how the carriers are doing. We've got my, my guy, uh, Billy Barstow, with us again. Billy, how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. Thank you for being on. Appreciate you sharing uh, your knowledge and what you're seeing with us. Also have Joe Lombardo. All right. Thanks for the invite. And uh, how you doing, Billy? I'm doing good. Doing good. good. A lot better. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we left this off, uh, what did we tape? Uh, we taped one last June, which would have right. been uh, mid-22. Uh, a lot of concern because we saw at the end of the first quarter, the, uh, the market had started to shift drastically and fast. Uh, fuel prices are astronomically high, peaking there, I would say, in third quarter, trying to figure out whether we could sustain and Billy, whether you could sustain the market and uh, make it through the end of the year in a positive. Uh, so at this moment, I'd love to hear from you. How, how did we do and how did you do and what are you seeing today? Well, we have probably about the same time we had the first, last podcast, you know, we talked about the market and, and what some things were going on. Well, from there to November, we struggled mightily. Uh, I guess that's a word. I don't know if I'm making up a Trump word or not, but <laughs> we struggled. Uh, and we lost. We, we lost continuously, you know, for four or five months straight. Uh, luckily, we had a good year before that, and we were able to you know, making sure that financially we were able to absorb some um, valley time, as you say, hills and valleys. Uh, we did not, we definitely didn't expect it to be that deep of a valley. Um, like I said, up until November, which was a horrible month for us, it was, uh, you know, a bloodbath. Uh, I, I think every other trucking company can tell you the same thing. We did a line by line itemized uh, to check everything, and everything we're doing is the exact same line that we had had before to, when it was profitable. The biggest narrative or the biggest thing that was killing us was fuel. And this is this for October last year, our fuel was $60,000 higher than it was the October the year before. So if you clearance, let's just say 30,000, now you're losing 30,000. And you can only do that for so long before, you know, you got to start looking for some help or some uh, lifelines or, you know, even, you know, closing the doors. And we were still in good shape for another probably three or four months. But, man, if it stayed that way, I don't think we could have made it. So um, you had four to five months that uh, went into the red. And, and you came back into the black December, and looks like you hopefully will be in the black in January. Yeah, it looks like both of these months will be not groundbreaking by no means, but definitely the right direction. It's, you know, it's better. <laughs> I had me and my partner haven't pulled a uh, paycheck in like eight months, brought any money into our households. And in fact, we put money back into the business to keep it running smoothly. So it was nice to see a little bit of a raise, you know. Yeah. Well, and for our viewers that aren't familiar with you, um, I'll give them a little background. Billy's been doing this a long time. Uh, you, you understand the peaks and valleys. And when things are good, you put it away for when things aren't going to be good. Uh, you turn your equipment every four to five years. We talked about it on the last call that, uh, you know, price of what you were paying, you weren't going to find out till right up until when the equipment got there. 
and the increases in equipment were staggering. Uh, the availability of equipment is the, was a big issue. Well, uh, that's one thing that's gone up, definitely staggering. Uh, I can remember, just seems like yesterday was paying 150, 100, you know, between 150, 160,000 for a dressed out 579 Peterbilt. Uh, we bought four last year, or five last year at 199,000 to 200,000. And there's one just came in for us that we're, you know, we rotate our stock, our trucks. Uh, they're talking 230. Now we ain't going to pay that. And, uh, they know that, but that's what they first came out with. So hopefully we get it dropped down pretty good, but that's just crazy numbers. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Almost, you know, within two, three years. Do, do you run all Pete's belly? Do you run anything else? I, all Pete's except I have one Volvo. I have a driver who's been with me ever since I've been running trucking and I let him go pick out his truck. So I have all Pete's one Volvo. Okay. Now, um, is your equipment aerodynamic or is it the long nose? Square? No, I, I, I've gone completely away from the 389. I still have three of them left. In fact, the one coming up this month is the one we're turning and we're going to, I'm going to, pay off the balloon and I'm going to turn around and sell it 18 speed the big pretty trucks that we're all grown up and wishing we had uh they're just it ain't it ain't way to go now I'm doing 579s with the automatic transmissions oh now does the automatic help the drivers uh yeah. you know does that bring drivers well I don't know if it brings drivers and it does it's it sets a truck drivers are such a a weird breed, you know. It, you tell them, you, okay, we got a new truck there. Excited, you tell them it's automatic. I ain't driving no automatic. I've been driving, you know. And it's you kind of get that defensive first thing you hear from. But most of them, when you get them in there and they start driving it, and they figure out how much easier it is. You know, you're in traffic and you don't wear your leg out with the clutch. You know, or you, it's you know, this makes it more simpler for you wherever you do. And most of them say they won't drive anything else but a automatic. And, but I still got a few of them, boy, they ain't going to drive an automatic no matter what. It's like it's below them or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I just wondered, um, are you seeing the same lead time where we were seeing nine months on a trailer and a year on a truck? No. No, that's shortened but, up. Yeah, but we—I can't tell you for sure on the on the lead times because I order. I look at my—you know—I want to stay at this size, so I look. I've got five trucks or and you know running out of their lease this year, so I ordered five trucks to replace them and try to spread them out. Where so when when one of that trucks turn in, basically I can drive out another one. We're at that case right now. We turn we. I'm buying the 389. I'm going to resell it because the resale value is really good on them right now. But they're not really making them like they used to. And uh, then I got a brand new 579 sitting over at Peterbilt that's waiting for me to get this taken care of. With fuel coming off a little bit, see, still fuel's still high in the 450 range. Yeah, it's surprisingly high, but the, still high, ugly high. If this fuel as this came up last year like this, we'd be mad. But high as it was down there's almost some relief but i will tell you the rates have come up um not a lot but enough where the fuel going down the rates come up we can survive now if any one of them go either way real quick then you know we might be back in the shape we're in but uh right now 
that's what, what we're looking at. Now, um, you've been doing this a really long time, Billy. Just so have I. So is Joe. How many of these cycles have you been through, and have you seen anything this volatile? No. No. 2019, it was rough, but it was like a three-month time. They called that the bloodbath or whatever, you know, trucking bloodbath or whatever. It was rough, and we struggled a little bit, but this is this sustained, and it's, and it's out of our control. You know, it's not... It's just the fuel prices. And there's nothing we can do about it. No one's going to listen to us. And honestly, I don't think anybody cares. Uh, I don't see anybody, you know, up in Washington fighting for our survivability. And maybe there is, but I don't hear it. So it's really frustrating because you can do everything you, you possibly could do, in which we did, to make ourselves better. You just cannot control fuel prices. Billy, do you do anything with alternative fuels like biodiesel or anything like that? No, no. I, I don't really understand all that stuff. And getting into the equipment, you know, you're always taking a risk um, because you don't know if they're as available different places that right. the regular diesel is. And I, I, don't, I try to keep ourselves pretty much, you know, continental uh, 50 states, although I don't like Washington, Idaho, Oregon and stuff like that. So... You know, if you're going to run in trouble, not be able to fuel up or issues like that, I, I just don't need that on top of whatever everything else is going on trucking. Sure. So if you were running regionally and not, you know, the 48 contiguous, uh, if you were running more regionally and you knew you had that available, would that bring a value? <sighs> yeah. I mean, you'd have to do your homework, you know, right. find out where you're running regionally and, and where you're where you can get it and be able to set yourself up, which wouldn't be real hard logistically, you know, keep, but I haven't really, you know, looked into it because quite frankly, it's not an alternative for me as of right now. Now the next, next four or five months is a strong time for me because Florida is a, a production is not a production state. It's a receiving state. So most people come down here, go back empty. Well, right now produce is beginning to run out of here. I'm confident that I can keep that going, uh, you know, through June again, possibly. But uh, it's not a fill to hope, you know, so when you can't control it, there's nothing else you can do. You don't know. I don't know what's going on in the political world. Uh, you know, it's far beyond me, but. Uh, we, let's hope we have a good season. I think, you know, that, that gets us through the first six months. So we got five more months. Hopefully it, it continues to be, you know, positive. And, and a good thing from uh, from a southeast perspective, I think that third quarter is going to be our difficult time. Yes, yeah. I think third that, third quarter is going to be the tough time. And you work real hard trying to set up yourself. Right now, I'm already trying to set myself up for the third quarter. Just try to get everything customers in line that are not controlled by uh, weather. One thing you learn in trucking in Florida, if you do your homework and you can get do everything right. You can go out of Florida in the summertime with cheap freight. And it's going to come back in the other way because nobody wants to come to Florida. So all of a sudden, your Florida goes up. Now, that's the way it's been for the last 20 years. You know, Florida out of, freight out of Florida is uh, really bad. And then so no one wants to come here, so they pay more to get here. So then you make your, your profit on your inbound, you divide it out, you're still averaging the same thing. Um, and it goes the other way around, of course, you know. It right, flips. I, what I try to do is set up myself with these customers now who need me. 
they need the trucks. They need me. I try to say, hey, okay, look, we're going to do this, but in the summertime, let's do this, you know, and usually that's worked for me for the most part, but that's what I'm working on again. Hopefully we can get some customers that, you know, sustainable through the summertime and, uh, you know, the inbound freight will be where our money's at. So you're, you're, what you're doing is you're going out and saying, you know what, I'm going to avoid the peak of the spring. And you're going to, you're going to help me get out of there in the, in the third quarter and in the fourth quarter. And, and I'll get, you'll, you know, we'll generate that revenue going down when there is nothing coming out. With, yeah, with some of my customers, I say, look, I'm not going to jump through the roof charging you freight when you need me. So, you know, when you turn around, you have to jump through, uh, I have to jump through for you. Why don't we just make it even and we'll go through the year that way and we know where we're at. And I, and I have some customers that I am set up with and I'm, I'm confident. That's good. That's how we do it. A lot of back scratching going on. Right. Yep. Sure. Yep. Joe, you got any questions? I just, Billy, what percent of your business is food or food related? 90%. Not refrigerated or? Uh, yeah, I'd say 80% of the stuff I carry around is, is, is refrigerated. 20%, you know, we put dry stuff on a refrigerator, you know. Um, sure. Triple T is, is our probably when it comes to broker size is definitely our biggest customer and we we help them they help us it's been a great relationship I cannot say i out of every broker i ever dealt with, lord i've dealt with a bunch triple t is the most professional people from top to bottom and you know we can talk without even talking now well i just go in there tell them this and they know what i'm saying they know i know what they're saying half the time we only talk rates I just tell you know they sent to me and they pay me you know I, I can see what they're paying me is, is fair, so and we do a lot of frozen food. Billy, you're a class act. Your drivers <laughs> pick up on time. They deliver on time. They communicate well. We communicate well. I mean, it, this has been a good relationship for us too. So, but you can keep saying all the great things about Triple T. I'll sit here and listen. <laughs> I like Triple T. All right. Well, hey. Um, as always, thanks for being on. Love having you, Billy. Uh, Want to touch base next quarter? Yeah, yeah, anytime. Thank you. Bye-bye.